Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello, my name is Jacob Bridger. Hi, my name is Sky Bridger, and I work with my husband Jacob Bridger in the country of Turkey. My wife and I and four boys. They're known as Anthony, Oliver, Little Joe, and Cyprus. We have joined AFM, Adventist Frontier Missions, and have been in Turkey for the last four years. And we're looking forward to going back. We live in a little village where we work on building relationships with our neighbors and friends. The last uh, couple years, we've been involved with media ministry. He's putting online resources that have been translated and developed by the team that's been in Turkey for several years before us. We also meet weekly with a small group of believers. A fledgling uh, church plant. Including another American couple, a Brazilian couple, and five to six Turks. I'd like to tell you a story about one of the Turks who meets with us regularly. This story is called Genghis and the Great Decision. Genghis began his journey towards Christianity more than 20 years ago. One day he and his wife were setting up a brand new television and as soon as the power was connected, the screen flickered on to a Christian program that was translated into Turkish. As Genghis listened to the woman on the screen talking about how kind and loving and accepting God was, he pointed to the screen and he said, that's the kind of life that I want. Up until this point, he'd been trying to be a good Muslim and follow Allah. And so for him to say this about what he saw on the screen was a pretty big thing. Now, I met Genghis about uh, six, seven months ago or so and had the pleasure of, of getting to know him. Genghis talks very quickly. In his former career, he was a bank inspector. And so he was very keen to details and to accuracy. Genghis bought a Bible, and he began to regularly watch this program and study along with his Bible and underline. But he was very busy in his work, and he began to spend less and less time in the Bible until he almost forgot about it. Several years later, when he got a less demanding job, he decided to try to connect with Christians again. And he found a small Protestant church in his city to attend. This was probably 18 years after he first saw the Christian television program. Off and on, he'd come across materials and become more inclined to know more. And before we met him, within those three years before, he had been attending a Protestant group. And he liked what he was learning. The pastor of the group took him under his wing and spent a lot of time studying the Bible with him and explaining what Christianity was all about and the plan of salvation, what Jesus did for us on the cross, and his heart was deeply touched. Meanwhile, he had been 
living a very healthy life. He wasn't drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes, and he was trying to follow as much of God's ways as he knew. So he went to this Christian church, and as soon as he got there, he told the pastor that he wanted to learn how to become a Christian. Of course, the pastor was quite excited, and he spent some time studying with him. And then when they were finished with their series of studies, he said to Genghis, okay, it's time for you to be baptized. But Genghis wasn't ready yet, and he told the pastor that he wanted to learn more about the different denominations. Well, the pastor was very disappointed and felt quite rejected, but Genghis continued to attend. And one of the things that Genghis was interested in was why are they not talking and reading from the Old Testament? He wanted to understand the Bible as a whole, and what was preached in his church was primarily the New Testament. And his curiosity became a burden for this group. And so Genghis had inquired and inquired, where can I find uh, any other group who is studying about the Old Testament? Within time, he discovered Adventist material. This Adventist material gave him the thought of looking for Adventists in his city. And as he pushed this issue more and more, the pastor finally said to him, if you want to learn more about the Old Testament, you need to connect with the Seventh-day Adventists. The pastor had recently met one of our teammates, Malachi, and he had his phone number. So he gave it to Genghis. And so he called the number and was able to get acquainted with our friend and understand more about our beliefs. Malachi and another teammate of ours began studying with him. They studied the, the amazing prophecies in the Old Testament and uh, all the things we understand about the sanctuary that pointed to Jesus. Again, he was very touched and very drawn. And he was happy about what he was discovering because we talked about the Sabbath, we worshiped on the seventh day, we included not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament in all our studies, and this really piqued his interest. Within time, he chose to be with us, and he enjoyed the freedom. He enjoyed the fact that there was not one specific leader leading the group, that we sat in a circle and that we read from the Bible, and that at any given time, any one of us could stand up or could lead out and facilitate a lesson study or the worship service. And so he was very drawn to that, and that was very different for, uh, for him. But he felt conflicted because he was close to people in the other church. During this time, he was having stresses and not sure if he should be or where he should be. Or um, He was living with his mother, and when we would give him literature to read, some books, he gave it back to us because he couldn't read it at home. So that was an added stress. He wasn't able to share his faith with anybody, and so he there by himself, um, he felt lonely, and so he was constantly asking us, hey, tell me you're not gonna leave, are you gonna be around? And he wanted community. So he'd spent a lot of time with our friends doing Bible studies and coming to worships. And in fact, he had been asked to sign a commitment along with other people in the church that they would not 
attend other churches without the permission of the pastor. And this is something that's common in Turkey. There's a, a little bit of territorialness among the evangelical churches, and so they want their uh, people attending to to make a commitment not to visit other churches. So Genghis was uh, visiting us on Sabbaths and visiting the other church on Sundays for several months. And of course, when COVID hit, there were times when we couldn't meet together and he was actually quite lonely. Well, after a period of time, we learned that Genghis was um, not ready to commit to either the Protestant group or any group. He was more interested in learning and growing, and he was very reflective and able to recognize how much he needed to grow. Eventually, he decided to go back to the other church, but even there, he was not at peace. And so the pastor decided that he needed to do some kind of study with him that he thought would help straighten him out spiritually. He thought he was just spiritually confused, and this set of studies would help. Genghis was being torn between staying with the Protestant group in our community, in our city, and being with us. And so we can tell with his demeanor and his behavior that he wanted to please and wanted to keep his, his old friends and also join new friends. And but before he did the studies, again, he asked Genghis to sign a commitment that he would be baptized in this evangelical church. They went on and they did the studies, and when they were finished with the studies, Genghis said, I want my paper back. And he tore it up. And within time, I, I believe he was able to make that decision of leaning more towards us. Throughout all this, we always encouraged him. We're not trying to steal you from any group. We want you to maintain your friendship. We want uh, the most important thing that we want for you is to know Jesus Christ and uh, for you to make that decision and not us for you. He decided to come to our church full time and he accepted the message and so a day came when he had alerted some of our friends that he wanted to be baptized. And he asked to be baptized by my husband, Jacob, who, even though he hadn't done much studying with him, as the oldest member of the team, he was uh, highly respected. And so one day he came and uh, wanted to sit with me and our friends. And in that conversation we had about baptism, and, and we talked to him about the expectations, about, about what baptism really means, and how we go into the water. And, and he understood a lot of this, and we just wanted to reemphasize these things. But he shared with us some dreams he's been having because of the stresses in his life. I didn't fully understand everything he said, because he was speaking in Turkish and very rapidly. And uh, my friend had heard the stories, but hadn't really listened to everything he was saying. And so we agreed to have a baptism at the end of our conversation on a certain Sabbath. And now the only thing left was for us to do was to go find this location. So we began to make plans for the baptism just two weeks before we left for our furlough. And this is a challenge because 
baptisms in Turkey need to be done with as much privacy as possible. So we began searching for a secluded location along the coast. Which was about 30, 35 minutes out. And the week before the baptism, uh, my family and some friends, we went out to the coast and we scouted out a place that we found on Google Maps. And we found a spot that we hiked into and it was, it was quite nice, but it was a little hard to get to. Interestingly enough, there was a monastery, an ancient monastery there, a ruins near a cove. The cove was beautiful, had a beautiful setting, it was very private, which is what we wanted. But there was one problem. Recently, this last year, a strange ecological issue had arisen. When Genghis was reading the news, he saw that the sea near us had a problem with what they call it's called mucilage or they actually call it sea snot and you can you can look it up online but this strange they call it sea snot had appeared and it was all in the water and i had just thought well maybe i can kind of take some branches and move this away from where we'll get in the water so we took some pictures and we sent it uh, to our friend Genghis and uh, a few hours later he responded and said, no, no, we can't, I, I don't want to be in that water. It makes me feel uncomfortable. There's a film or a slime that's growing on the sea and he didn't want to get in that water. So we had to find another place. We knew he was stressed already. We knew that he wanted privacy. We knew that there in our host country in Turkey that it could spark some issue and that's why we needed the privacy. Oh, unfortunately, we are out of time for this episode. Be sure to join us for part two of Genghis and the Great Decision as Jacob and Skye continue their search for a better baptismal location and receive confirmation through a dream. Thank you for listening. God bless.